your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. What's up, everybody? Thanks for coming out to the UCB. Put your hands together. a fun song to come out to. Hello, you guys. I'm Maria Butcher. I'm going to be your host for tonight. You waved. That was very sweet. How are you guys feeling tonight? Yeah? <laughs> All right. That was a perfect response. That was a beautiful response. How are you feeling tonight? Yeah. I mean, I'm feeling, I guess. Are you guys... It's been tough with uh, Dave Sterling. I understand. You guys are exhausted. But hey, we beat the guy. We did it. <laughs> he had to give a teeny amount of money away, and now he's still rich, and unfortunately probably still racist, but hey, we did it. <laughs> we used Twitter and the rest of the internet, <laughs> and we made him feel bad. You guys, this is going to be a great, awesome comedy show. The comics are backstage. If you want to clap it up for them, they can hear you. Super fun. I, uh, I am not the typical host, the usual host, Cameron Esposito. Uh, she is at home. She is resting because she has been on the comedy uh, tour of the entire world. She went in, around the entire world uh, just in a week. So she's a little bit tired. So I'm going to, uh, I'm still wearing denim. So we've got the denim covered. Everything's cool. Um, she is at home, but you can clap it up for her. She can probably hear it back <laughs> podcast so do with that information what you will uh you know listen to it later i know you're here right now but just like laugh especially loud and then go home and download it this week and then be like oh that's my laugh (laughs) that is actually one of my favorite things to do when i'm watching comedy specials is to listen for really specific laughs and i have heard after watching like the same comic specials like multiple specials I've found the same audience member. (laughs) Dedicated fans. (laughs) Dedicated fans with really specific laughs. They're my favorite people. So get your specific laugh going right now. It's like a a fingerprint for joy. (laughs) So that the podcast world knows who you are. Awesome. That was fun for me. (laughs) I enjoyed that little rant about podcast. Um, you guys, I have recently become a dog owner, like in about October. Thank you. Uh, I feel really good about it. I used to have cats growing up, um, which, gross. What was wrong with me? No, I'm just kidding. I love cats, but they're also disgusting. So, and they don't really love you. I felt like I knew an, like animal care and familial love from an animal with a cat, but with a dog, they just look at you and their eyes fall out of their skull. They're so happy. (laughs) So he's pretty cool. I like him. I talk about him quite a bit. But, um, you know, he's really adorable. And when I take him on walks, because he's like a tiny dog, and I didn't mean to get one so cute, but hey, I just had to match myself. I mean, I am adorable, so of course my dog's going to be cute. Um, But when I take him on walks... It made me realize what 
how much of not a people person I am. <laughs> because having a dog will just make you have to talk to human beings all the time. Because the human beings just want to talk to the dog. And I'm like, hey, eyes, I, my eyes are up here. <laughs> I was walking him around the Silver Lake Reservoir the other day. And a lot of people just sort of talked to him. But these women uh, were like 100 feet in front of me coming towards me. I was walking him. And they started talking to him that far away. So they go, oh, hello. Well, hi there. How, oh, my goodness. How are you? Look at you. Just talking to each other and also really far away from me. Just like, to, oh, my goodness gracious. And didn't even, they didn't bend over or anything. Just projected towards the dog. And he was like, yeah, pretty good. Doing pretty good. Thanks, ladies. And just kept walking away. And I was thinking, like, what if we as human beings could just talk to each other like that? What if we could feel as comfortable as we do talking to dogs, talking to human beings? Like, we wouldn't need dating sites. If you just, like, saw somebody that was cute and you're like, Hey, how are you? Oh, look at you in those little jeans. What are you doing later? Everything would be so much easier. No crime. Oh, it would be great. Hey there, you cute little thing. That would be a great pickup line. <laughs> you so-and-so. That was the dog, not uh, part of a human. Uh, <laughs> confused my pantomimes for a moment. But I do, I, it, that's fun to me. It brings me joy because, like, they might just be paying attention to my dog and not me, but I'll give them the spotlight every now and then. Um, but then I have, like, crazy run-ins with people because I also go to that Silver Lake dog park. Does anybody take their dog to that? poopy sandbox <laughs> I saw a woman it, for you guys that don't, haven't seen it or haven't been to it it is just like a chain link fenced prison yard <laughs> for dogs I mean my dog loves it because he doesn't care like he'll just run around wherever but for human beings it is the saddest place you can be because just all the grass is completely gone uh, every tree has to have like a, a big yellow uh, orange fence around it so that the dogs won't like tear it down um and it's just, it's filth, it's absolutely filthy. There was a woman sitting on the ground there the other day, um, which I thought wearing flip-flops uh, was super dangerous, but then a woman sat down on the poopy dust. And I, I wanted to warn her against, uh, I don't know, tuberculosis or something. I feel like you could get like asbestos poisoning from in there. So I went to, the, I go to this dog park all the time. And there's all kinds of crews that hang out there, you know, like different intervals of the day. There's like the crew that I can't figure out what their job is. They definitely work in Hollywood, the industry, because they just shout about television shows and scripts that they've read and who's murdered who. They love to talk about, I think they work on like, not SVU because that's New York, but like they work on, I don't know, NCIS Los Angeles or something where they are just talking about the most gruesome stuff at the highest volume in a public park. Like, who, who did, and then he raped her, murdered her, turned her inside out, put her in the fridge. And I was like, I've heard this one before. Yikes. This is a dog park. Holy shit. Um, then there's like the, the woman who thinks she knows everything but knows absolutely nothing. She always sits as though she's like in, on a, at a Buddhist retreat. You know, just like constantly doing yoga. People bring in like tiny baby newborn puppies that are not supposed to be in the park at all. And she's like, oh, they're fine. 
fine. Just bring him on in. It's, she thinks she knows everything. Meanwhile, her dog is like murdering every other dog in the park because she never disciplines it at all. But uh, I love when new people come in because they always have this terrified look in their eyes like, well, my dog is going to die today. Like they get so scared. Uh, but the other day I was there uh, and I was very close to the entrance. I was hanging out with my dog, watching him. And then two little kids came running up towards the thing, screaming, just absolutely screaming. They were, I don't know, maybe eight years old. Uh, and then I saw their dad trailing behind going, okay, let's keep it calm, which they did not do at all. <laughs> Telling them to be calm just made them more excited to go. They were like, we are calm. We're going to the dog park. <laughs> they were very excited about it. So they came in, he came in, and then they were just screaming the whole time, this is our first time, like letting everybody, like, we got it. We understand. Your head is popping off of your head like a Pez dispenser. It's your first time. I get it. So they came in with their puppy. Their puppy did great. He just ran right in, just started playing with everybody. And then the dad came in, and he was holding one of those dog toys that's uh, it's called a chuck-it, which basically turns, like, your arm into a catapult. It makes you Nolan Ryan just immediately. Um, and if you don't know what it is, it's like a plastic curved handle that at the end has a little scooper that uh, picks up a ball, and then when you fling it, it chucks it. It's right in the name. Um, but most people think it's just so you can pick up the ball without touching it. Actually, it's so that, you know, you can throw the ball through the broad side of a barn, basically. <laughs> It'll go through tin uh, if you throw it hard enough. So I'm standing probably, like, from me to the front row. This is how close we are to each other, because he just got in. He shuts the gate behind, like, yells at his daughters to, like, be safe. He raises the chucket, and we are basically making eye contact with each other. And I'm thinking, please don't do that. <laughs> and then he does. He goes, wing, and it hits me directly in the, almost in the baby maker. <laughs> I think this is the bread basket. This is the baby maker bread basket. And then this is the soup and salad over here. So, <laughs> and I just <laughs> stared at him and he went, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I, it's the first time I've ever used one. I didn't know it was going to do that. Wait, you didn't know it was going to do that? Which part didn't you think it was going to do? Release the ball at a high speed? I'm three feet away from you. I'm glad that I didn't back down, though, because as a kind of a woman... Um, <laughs> I've been raised, like most of us ladies have been raised to, uh, to say just like, that's okay. Anytime something bad happens, somebody hits you with your car, you're like, oh, no, it's totally fine. It's, totally, I mean, it's not your fault. <laughs> Especially if it's a dude. Unless it's a woman, then you just go. Here's my insurance. <laughs> then you leave. Um, so I'm very glad that I, because I just, the only thing I could think of to say to him was, go over there. <laughs> so I felt like I kind of won. <laughs> <sighs> but that, that bread maker, oh no, wait, this is the bread basket. This is the baby maker. Soup and salad. Got it. Okay. He didn't ruin my croutons over here. No bruise either, which was great. Felt good about it. 
Um, so I am a little bit stressed out these days. I have a little bit of anxiety. And uh, because of that, I am a sleepwalker. Yeah. And I've been sleepwalking like my entire life since I can remember. Uh, I've basically been a gay sleepwalker for as long as I can remember. Um, like even four years old. I just, it, if you sleepwalk, like I do it regularly every single night. I sleepwalk. It is like, I don't know, trying to drive a backhoe in rush hour traffic. You're just like swinging around like, I don't know how this thing works. Like, I feel like I'm driving my own body like a weird, like the end of Ghostbusters 2 or something. And my flip-flops don't fit and I've got this torch in my hand. What am I doing in my kitchen right now? It's scary. One time I woke up and I was tucking my girlfriend into the bed. And every time when you're sleepwalking, when you get woken up, you always deny it. I, I always deny it. Every time. And I can't help it because it's just my brain going, no, 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 you weren't doing this. So she was like, uh, what are you doing? And I was like, nothing. I just got to go to the bathroom. She totally believed me. So because of this, I decided recently to get a, a medical marijuana card. Uh, thank you, because I've heard it helps with insomnia, and boy, it sure does. So if you can't sleep, uh, get yourself a mar medical marijuana card. Uh, and my favorite part of the process is that I went into the doctor's office to get the card is that, first of all, it was all crushed velvet, which I thought was a great choice. And I got the paperwork, and I super love the paperwork because uh, it asks you what your symptoms are that you're coming in for the card. And... Uh, it says, then in parentheses after that, it says, uh, cannot be you want to relax. <laughs> Which is great because enough people wrote that that they had to permanently put it on their paperwork. Uh, yeah, I just, I just can't chill out enough. It's making me feel really bad. You're harshing my mellow, cruel world? I hope somebody put that. But then also on the flip side of the paperwork, you, it asks you to list what doctor, what physician you're seeing for those symptoms. And then in parentheses after that, it says, it can be any doctor from any time in your life. <laughs> and I really, really wanted to put the name of the doctor that delivered me. Because <laughs> I feel like that's when it all started. That dude. I've been seeing that dude my whole life. Awesome. Are you guys ready to see the rest of the show and get this thing going? Awesome. I'm super excited about this first comic. She has a really great podcast called Lady to Lady on Maximum Fun, and uh, she's just a really awesome comic. You guys give it up for Barbara Gray. Hi. Hello. Hi. Hello. Hi. Um, what's up? Yeah, that's how I that's my only written joke um, <laughs> I, uh, I've been doing really well I had like a really good 2013 um, I lost like 60 pounds which was crazy um, thank you for the support um, just kidding that's a lie I did not do that you guys didn't do it but it feels so good to say you know did you know you don't actually have to do shit? You can just lie to strangers about stuff and they'll think that you've done things. I told my Starbucks girl I'm a doctor. Get triple shot, I'm solving cancer today. Solving cancer, that's how you say it, right? Great. That's how you say it. 
I haven't lost shit. I want to get real fat. That's my real goal. Because I think, I think that's like the real rock stars in the U.S. of A., you know? 600-pound people who are like, eating anything they fucking want? That's the best. You guys are cool. If our forefathers came back and saw them, like, people riding rascal scooters and drinking sugar water, those are the kings of America currently. <laughs> I'm jealous. I wish I could just do it. I, I fucking want to go for it. I really love bad food. I love Taco Bell. It's my, it's my jam. Um, I think the nearest one is on Vine, but I usually know wherever the closest one is just in case something happens. Um, but my jam, Beverly and Rampart, that's my, uh, my hot spot. Um, <laughs> that's my go-to. Go uh, <laughs> I do. I love it so much. I got a call at like 7 in the morning from my bank asking if I had a fraudulent charge on my card of $3.53 at Taco Bell. The only time they've ever called me about a fraudulent charge, because obviously that wasn't me that purchased. I spend way more money at Taco Bell. There's no way that I was only purchasing one burrito. It must be someone else. That was an amazing phone call. I, I go there so much that I have to make small talk with my Taco Bell guy. That's how much we see each other. Last time I went in there, he was like, so what do you do for a living? That's where we are in our relationship. I was like, uh, I'm a comedian. And I was like, well, I don't really get paid for it. And he's like, oh, so you're not a comedian? I was like, fuck you, Chris. <laughs> After all that you've been through with your mother and <laughs> Stacy last year, I just thought we, you know, knew each other. I'll see you tomorrow. No, um, he's a good, he's a good guy. He's a good guy. Ria was talking about the dog park. I always want to go in there. Like, dogs are cute or whatever, but I feel like it's this, like, secret world that I'm not a part of and I'm super jealous. Do people have dogs? Can you admit to this? Is it true? I knew it! You guys have something cool going on and I'm not a part of it and I'm jealous. Mostly I want to meet dudes in there because they look super bangable. <laughs> they all look hot. They all have tattoos and beards. I don't care if they're really a man. If you have a beard, it looks like you sort of are so who gives a fuck. Um, I, uh, I always want to go in there though. I have this really bad habit though. It's awful. Like um, I, I have to do online dating because I, if I see a guy I like, I automatically go like this. <laughs> You guys ever, it's like really hot. So I just do that at the dog park and it's like not, I hope the people on the podcast can just picture, fill in the blank there. <laughs> that is so creepy. Um, I, uh, I, wa I, I was on OkCupid for a little bit. I had a guy send me a message that said, if a nine inch dick doesn't scare you, hit me up. People used to curtsy when they said hello to each other. You know that? People used to, like, make a gesture. Oh, hello. Oh, nice to meet you. <laughs> oh, that dude. Uh, yeah, he, uh... <laughs> oh, I forgot what I was going to say. The nine-inch dick. I got distracted. Um, I, uh, I went to see my, my gynecologist recently, and, uh... Wink, ladies. No, I don't <laughs> I go, you know, like the, uh, the normal amount of times you're supposed to go once a week or however often that happens. Um, 
But I, I've been seeing the same one for a long time, and every time I go in there, she always asks me if I'm in a relationship. She doesn't say, are you sexually active, which is what the question should be. She always asks me if I'm in a relationship, and I'm always like, no, I'm not. And she goes, oh, okay, well, let's not worry about birth control then. And I'm like, oh, let's back up a second. Um, I'm in a thing, doctor. You know, it's one of those things where he texts me at 2 in the morning, and I drive for 45 minutes on a bald tire. So if you could call him and ask if we're in a relationship. That would be great. I don't think I'm allowed to ask. Um, I do have, my phone is like a scary graveyard of hookups that I don't want in there. But you have to keep them in there because you don't know, you know, if they're going to try and contact you, you need to know who it is. Like if the guy creep with 10 E's texts me, I know who it is, you know? I need to know that. But I have this fear, now I have this fear that I'm going to be in like an accident and someone's going to get a hold of my phone to call someone in case of an emergency. And they're just going to dial one of these guys, you know, and he's going to be like, hello. And they're like, oh, hello, is this Matt Canadian Foreskin? <laughs> and he's like, yes. What's this all about? You know, because that's... <laughs> and they're like, Barbara's been in a terrible accident. We need you to get down to the hospital. She's been very badly burned. If you happen to have any extra skin we could graft on to her face, she's going to need it. <laughs> And he does. So we get the operation done. Then we just have this like connection across the universe. Every time someone touches my face, he feels it in his crotch. You know, it's like, you guys worry about that happening? Hookups. Was that just me? Do you guys know what real dolls are? Uh, yes. A very definitive yes. Um... Well, if you don't know, lucky you. No, they're, they're real dolls, or they're dolls that are, like, super realistic looking, and guys, like, buy them to be their girlfriends or wives or, I don't know, whatever. Um, and you can go on the website, you can, like, design your perfect woman, you know, like, the best hair, the best butt, like, open mouth, closed mouth, you know. Um, open mouth, obviously, because what are you doing if you get a sex doll with a closed mouth? <laughs> That's for men who really hate women. Like, this fucking fake bitch can't even maybe talk once. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I went on their website and they have a, like a magazine where they interview the dolls every month. They feature a doll and then they give her a personality and interview her. So man, I read Candy's interview last month, you guys. She's a firecracker. Let me tell you what. Candy the fuck doll's favorite quote, get her done, Larry the Cable Guy. And her dream to someday open a small business. That is her dream. That's so fucking funny. I would love to see that meeting with the loan officer. Where they're like, we're going to get that money for the staring store. I don't know what business she's opening, but I feel like that's per I feel like that's what a lot of guys want from women, though. Like, yeah, she's mostly just a thing I can fuck, but she's got dreams. Holes with goals. That's what I'm into. <laughs> I'm Barbara Gray. You guys are awesome. Goodbye. One more time for Barbara Gay. Gray? Gay? Sorry, Barbara. That actually, Barbara was talking about, I didn't know there was like a catalog and a magazine and like a 
interview process for real dolls. That just sounds like adult male American girl dolls. <laughs> they should just go full stop and create like a novel series. <laughs> and, like outfits and a little dog. I don't know, that'd be great. Just think about it for a minute. Fathers and sons going down to the real doll factory. Having like, somebody just groaned. Sorry. Am I ruining your night? By the... How are you doing this evening? I'm great. Good? What did you do today? Anything? Um, I went to work for four hours. Well, that sounds like a good amount of work. <laughs> like a perfect amount of, hey, yeah, four hours? That'll do it. Uh, what do you do? What's your job? I work at the Apple store. Oh, at the Apple store. Which Apple store do you work at? At the Americana? No, the, the other one. The, oh, the other one. Oh, you guys, the other one. I'm so sorry. In the Galleria? Yes. Have they finished the beautiful reconstruction of the Galleria yet? It's lovely. It's lovely? Yeah. Super great. Just like the best mall you've ever seen. Yeah, it's a mall. They're tearing down all the malls from my youth in my, uh, in my hometown which uh, is a little town called the wrong side of the tracks. <laughs> I'm from Akron, Ohio, which is not a small city, but everything cool there leaves because we're mostly just famous for, like, Devo, didn't stay. Um, Chrissy Hind, didn't stay. One of her biggest songs is about how crappy Ohio is since she left and then she went back. Um, and then biggest one is LeBron James, uh, who just hightailed it right out of there. It's like, why am I wasting my time in Cleveland? Um, but we're from like the same neighborhood. So when people say LeBron James came from nothing, that was me. That was us. Well, do you guys want to keep this show rolling? Thanks. We have a very funny comment coming up next. He's a friend of the show. He has an awesome podcast called Don't Ever Change, which you can totally find on iTunes. You guys give it up for John Roy. What's up? Keep it going for Barbara Gray. How about it? That was a funny set. And if you're in a band and you've been arguing for months about a name, and especially if you're in like a lo-fi band that's got like cryptic lyrics, may I suggest Matt Canadian Foreskin <laughs> as a name. I think it's definitely got like cool vinyl potential. Uh, I've been walking a lot more in LA I, because of Uber now. I like to go out and drink and then take an Uber back, but I don't want to pay for two Ubers, so I'll walk and take the Metro and then drink and then get an Uber and come back. But it means I've been walking around the Metro stations a lot. So I was walking over by Sunset and Vine, and I saw this homeless guy, and he was being arrested by the cops. And I went to the cop, and I was like, well, you know, it's not a crime to be homeless. So, and he goes, oh, this guy isn't even homeless. He's just a grifter. He lies to people. He's got an apartment. He just stands out here and he just tells the people a bunch of lies and stories and then he takes their money. And I was like, wow, imagine that happening right here on L. Ron Hubbard Boulevard. <laughs> Boy, I hope you punish that guy. I hope he does not get rewarded for shit like that. That's fucking terrible. I don't think we're maturing much as a generation. I mean, look at me. I'm a grown man. That's what that looks like in 2014. And I don't put this 12-year-old boy outfit on for the show either. I wear clothes like this every day of my life. I eat cereal for dinner. I play video games. And if I see an automatic door, I may make a Jedi motion. I cannot promise that I won't. 
Uh, I talk about nerdy shit. I've always had nerdy interests, but I never talked about that on stage until very recently. So now I take shit about it from com- you know, comedians that knew me before. Like, oh, you're going to jump on the nerd bandwagon now? You're going to be a nerd now because it's cool now because of the Avengers? I'm like, dude, I'm not jumping on any nerd bandwagon. I'm just from a time when it was so shameful to be a nerd that I'm only okay with talking about it now, 20 years later. (laughs) If you're cool with being a nerd, you're either 23 or that shit happened very recently. (laughs) It was not like that. You did not read Watchmen on the Metro openly. That didn't happen, right? You didn't used to be okay with it. Fuck, when I went to high school, if you wanted to play Dungeons and Dragons, you needed three friends who could keep a secret. The first rule of Fight Club was absolutely the first rule of pretend wizard Fight Club. (laughs) You didn't talk about that shit to anybody. It only changed very recently, right? You didn't do that in the 90s. Like, for example, like Chris Hardwick. I love Chris Hardwick. He's uh, got shows now. He's got podcasts about nerdy stuff. He built a theater that I did my album in. He calls himself the Nerdist now. I love that guy. But let's not fucking fool ourselves. He wasn't saying shit about zombies when he was on Singled Out. (laughs) I used to like Doctor Who. You didn't talk about Doctor Who to humans. (laughs) And Doctor Who wasn't some cute emo British guy on the cover of Entertainment Weekly that some girls might want to be the girlfriend of. It wasn't like that in the late 80s. The only actors they could find willing to play that guy were weird old dudes who looked like music teachers. (laughs) You couldn't talk about nerdy issues until 1994. And I'm not pulling that number out of my ass. That's when we finally had a song in the pop culture that let us feel good about ourselves as a group, the way gay kids in high school have Macklemore now. Because in 1994, a band called Weezer made a song called Buddy Holly, okay? And then the chorus, he's being made fun of because of how he looks, him and his girlfriend. And he goes, I don't care what they say about us anyway. I don't care about that. Which is pretty mild, but for a nerd, that was like, fuck the police. I was like, he doesn't care. Oh! <gasps> And I don't have to care. I want a Decepticon t-shirt. Someone invent Hot Topic. And they did. And we had a place for us in the mall. And we all felt better about ourselves. There's no not weird way to let your parents know you have a big dick. I mean, this is already awkward, and you don't look anything like my dad, and it's already weird. But don't you kind of want them to know that something that they had a hand in worked out? When, when clearly the combination of the rest of their DNA has been a horrific misfire, you would want them to know that something they worked on was described by waitresses across Western Canada as an okay way to spend a Wednesday. getting old I'm 40 I fucking hate it I hate getting old of course I hate getting older no one's like I'm getting old I hope I can't walk someday that doesn't happen 
but fuck, man. And I used to make fun of 40-year-olds. Like, when you're, like, in your 20s and a 40-year-old guy comes into the concert you're at and you're like, look at this fucking guy. <laughs> and then you look at your buddy and you're like, when I'm his age, I'm not going to be that dipshit. Yeah, you are. <laughs> We're all going to be that dipshit. I'm that dipshit right now, right? The train only goes one way. And it goes to dipshit station. And if you're not dead, you end up there and you get off there. <laughs> That's what happens. And I'm fucking there. And I wish I wasn't, but I think about details from my life and there's no other way around it. Right? This truly happened to me three months ago. I wish it didn't, but it did. All right? I find myself drunk on Bud Light <laughs> at three in the morning, screaming at a 23-year-old guy in his apartment <laughs> about how Green Day deserves to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. <laughs> When he says they don't, I yell in his face, you were there! Like the Dookie tour was Vietnam. But I am 40, if you couldn't tell by the baldness and the strokes t-shirt. But I like a lot of new music, which is a terrible thing to say about new music. That means the new musicians aren't doing their jobs. They should be terrifying people like me. When the Rolling Stones came out, 40-year-olds thought the devil had shown up. But not with these new bands. Now, some of the music, of course, 40-year-old people like it because it's all written by Dr. Luke and Pharrell, and they are 40. So why wouldn't they like the songs that they sing for the kiddies? Like, of course, they would like that shit. But even the new bands, man. No preachers are burning Mumford and Sons. I think the guy from the Daily Beast, their rock critic, said it the best when he said that there's no 14-year-old boy in high school today going, fuck you, dad, I'm listening to Vampire Weekend. <laughs> but fuck, man, when a, a guy in the 80s, a 40-year-old man, heard his first hip-hop song, that sounded like insanity to him. That sounded like what he thought the voices in the head of the Zodiac Killer sounded like. <laughs> And that song was by Will Smith. <laughs> but there's no music that can do that to me now, right? It's all 40 friendly, right? People are like, well, what about dubstep, huh? Can you handle the dubstep? I'm like, actually, I kind of like dubstep. When I first heard it, I was like, oh, awesome. Someone finally found out something to do with the fart patch on the Yamaha keyboard. <laughs> I've been fucking with that in the back of Radio Shack since I was 11, and no one wanted to hear my efforts, but this Skrillex fellow has cracked the code, and I say good for him. <laughs> I'm 40. Of course I love Skrillex. On his new album, he mixed the Jamaican voice with the reggae voice. I've been waiting for that since fucking Electric Avenue. Of course I'm going to love Skrillex. I actually was told by my iTunes that Bangarang is my favorite song. <laughs> Which makes sense, because I feel that if you eat a pot brownie and walk slowly down an alleyway with bangerang in your headphones, you will feel your superpowers kick in. <laughs> Try it if you're a denier of that theory. But fuck, man, I feel bad for new musicians, because how do you push the envelope? You're supposed to push the envelope for your generation and do something shocking, but how do you do something? You can't shock it. It's all been done. You can't outshock anybody from the past. I mean, fuck, you're not going to do it with weird sounds and noises. 
How could you? The Wu-Tang Clan sounded like nine men screaming at the same time over a horror movie that was playing over a kung fu movie. How are you going to sound weirder than that? Public Enemy sounded like an apocalypse with a tea kettle playing in the background. You're not going to fucking sound weirder than that. You're not going to do it with shocking lyrics. How are you going to outshock the 90s? People are going crazy right now because Miley Cyrus licked a hammer in a video. Meanwhile, the two live crew said, lick my ass up and down till your tongue is doo-doo brown. (laughs) And they said that shit when Full House was on the air. (laughs) You can't outshock the music of the 90s. And the 90s musicians knew it, which is why they just stopped trying. The most shocking thing Ice-T ever did in 1991, he formed a punk band and he made a song called Cop Killer. That was his song. And people were like, how are you going to be more shocking than that? He's like, I don't know. I think we did it. I think that's... I mean, if I'm going to try to shock people after a song called Cop Killer, I think I have to play a cop on TV for 25 years. I think that's... (laughs) The only option left. Thanks a lot. Uh, I'm John Roy. Good night. I tried to be into rap. I appreciate it. Um, As a child, though, I mean, that's when I was like a kid. That's when rap was like really becoming rap, you know? And um, (laughs) clearly I should be into rap, by the way. I just said that. Rap was becoming rap. (laughs) I sound like a Time Life commercial for rap. Like, do you remember when rap was becoming rap? (laughs) Putting headphones on people. Dong, da dong, 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 you know, that kind of a thing. <laughs> but I, I like, I was trying to be like a tough kid because uh, I was a little gay kid, so I wanted to be as tough as possible so no one would know. And uh, no one would know there's a little lesbian inside of this obviously lesbian child that I was. Um, and one day it was on in the background, there was like a rap song on in the background, and I started like dancing to it, like trying to be like all tough. And then my friend came around the corner, saw me, and started, like, hysterically laughing. And that was, I don't know, 26 years ago? I have never danced or, like, even shuffled to rap ever since. I was so embarrassed. And the song? Gangsta's Paradise. So, like, the toughest rap song there's ever been, you know? And then I was embarrassed by this. I can't believe it. Coolio. It's all Coolio's fault. I blame Coolio for not being able to be into rap. (laughs) Anyway, let's keep this show going, right? More awesome comics. This next comic is super funny. Uh, Look for her. She's going to be on David Tell's Comedy Underground on Comedy Central soon. You guys give it up for Ali Wong. serious mango phase as well recently and that is one asshole of a fruit have you ever tried to cut a mango it is all seed and then also not seed like where is this it's just a giant it just it's like a jellyfish and it just like walks out away from you as you're trying to cut it I'm like slicing it I'm like ooh, one piece good this is good this is gonna be a great mango then i slice it and it just goes right out the window I hate that stuff, but I keep buying it. 
because it sounds good. It just sounds like HBO Go. Mango. Yeah, I want that. I also feel like I'm getting older, too. I, and, hey, speaking of aging, black don't crack, Asians don't die, and lesbians look like little boys for the rest of their life. People honestly card me whenever I buy any illegal substances of any kind and then also don't believe me after I give them my card. I've had people be like, you can drive? I don't look that young. There's no, I mean, I know I look a little bit like Kevin McAllister, but... I do not look like I am 14 years old. I feel like I'm 14. Sled riding and stuff. I went home recently to, um, you know, the wrong side of the tracks. And uh, I went back to this... I used to go to, like, a dance club in... uh, Thank you for the snort. (laughs) It's appropriate. Um, To this dance club in Akron, Ohio called Thursdays, which um, anytime I explain it to people, uh, they're always like, Oh, it's a gay bar. I'm like, no, but you don't understand. There's like two gay people in my town, so it's not a gay. It's a gay bar, but nobody calls it that because there's not enough gay people for it to be a gay bar. It just happens to be where pe- gay people go. Um, and I used to go dance there all the time in college uh, to like indie rock music. You know, like this kind of dancing, <laughs> like that dance. You know, the sideways. Maybe get a little keyboard in there very fun that kind of a dance club you know like a really cool one (laughs) but i went back and decided to go check it out again i was like this is cool they're still playing the same playlist from 10 years ago so hey i'm into it franz ferdinand get it going and uh so i started dancing and then this i noticed this like gal was watching me i was like yeah still got it still got it like dancing and then she was like sort of coming over to me i was like oh this gal is gonna talk to me and she came over to me and goes Are you okay? (laughs) And then I just shot out of there like a mango, trying to be. (laughs) It's a great experience. Are you guys ready for your next comic? Awesome. He's a very funny guy, and I believe it's his first time on the show, so we're gonna go crazy for him. You guys, give it up for Louis Katz. One more time. Awesome. We have one final comic for you guys. Are you ready for him? Yes? Oh, come on, you guys. It's been a great show so far. Awesome. Our final comic, you may know him from uh, Who Charted, the very popular podcast. You guys give it up for Howard Kramer. Yeah, 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 yeah! Give it up for me, everybody. I never feel like I'm standing far enough back at this place. I always bomb here, so don't expect anything great. This place to me is like a combat flight simulator. I always feel like I'm bombing. Huh? See what I mean? I deliver the jokes with disdain because I'm expecting something bad to happen. Thanks for coming out, gang. Tell you a little about myself. I could be any villain in the movie Taken. Thank you. Thank you. 
I have the heart of gold, face of a trafficker. That's right. A <laughs> little bit more about me. I was born Jewish. Yeah, thank you. I, uh, I converted, got out of that, converted, thank you. Converted to MP3. Thank you. Thank you, UCB. Appreciate it. Thank you. Hey, guys. A uh, little about me. Uh, I'm down to one bowl. One bowl. You move into a place. You buy dishes. Years go by. Things break. One bowl. <laughs> soup and salad at my house is soup, then salad. Thank you. I thought of a great app. It, uh, it says, uh, sorry to the people you bump into because you're staring at your phone. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much. I, uh, yeah. I was on the road, this girl gave me some moon cookies. I go, what are moon cookies? She goes, yeah. <laughs> I go, okay, I ate a moon cookie, nothing happened. So I did what you guys do, ate all of the rest of the moon cookies. <laughs> Waiting for something big to happen, nothing happened. That was it, nothing ever happened. <laughs> I think that's just what she calls cookies. <laughs> They're round. They're moon cookies. Great. I was at the dispensary. Yeah. You guys smoke a little weed? What's with these dispensaries? What's with these fascist dispensaries? Too many rules. You got to wait. They let you in there one at a time. What's up with that? I don't like that. I can't ask another guy who's browsing. You ever had that? I got to take the company's word for everything. <laughs> I was in the waiting room one time. There was a guy waiting ahead of me. He was uh, like counting nickels and dimes and stuff. He wasn't homeless, but he was close. <laughs> it was weighing on his mind. He might have to head out there. So he finished counting his nickels. They called him in. He went in. He comes out. Probably bought a pre-roll or something like that. Little joint. Who knows? He turns around to the whole dispensary, and he says, wish me luck. I could be getting a three-picture deal tonight. You like that optimism? <laughs> Most people's lives don't get better that fast. You know what I mean? You don't go from counting nickels to three-picture deal without thousands of sunsets in between. You don't usually catapult that far forward. Usually your life will get better incrementally. <laughs> if you'd have turned around and been like, wish me luck. A friend of mine might be getting rid of a pillow tonight. <laughs> <laughs> then I go, okay, there we go. Okay, I can see that happening for you. <laughs> Little about myself, I, I smoke crack. Once. Once. <laughs> Wasn't on purpose. Where was I? At work. What was my job? Security guard. What was I guarding? 
Coca-Cola factory. What was I guarding it from? Not sure. A chopper was gonna appear above and a team of Pepsi Seals would parachute in, steal all the recipes. So, anyway, I smoked one hit of it, passed out, woke up five hours later by myself. They had hightailed it out of there. So, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was crack. I'll tell you what, I like nobody on the sides. A lot of times you do this show, they're packed in. It's like, like John and Yoko doing a sit-in. Too many people. I like it. Light on the sides. It's like a Skrillex. You know what I mean? Short on the sides. You got it. You got it. Thank you, guys. I went to Chipotle. I know you guys go there. You love it. You love it. You love it. It's risky for me in there. I always have a problem every time. A lot of, a lot of breakdowns in communication at that burrito assembly line. It's very difficult. I walk in. They say, welcome to Chipotle. What can I get you? I say, I'll have a burrito. They go, you want white rice or brown? I say, give me brown. They say, you want black beans or pinto? Give me black. But he's still finishing up with the rice. So then he looks up. Was that Pinto? <laughs> What's it gonna take, Chipotle? <laughs> what are we doing, Chipotle? This is your system I bought into. Finish one chore before you ask me for another one. That's why when I get out of there, I go over to the napkins Stacks. Stacks I take home. Stacks. No paper towels up there at One Bowl Mansion. Just, just stacks of light brown Chipotle napkins. I'll throw in some limes, too. Three of them. Why? I didn't even buy... Uh, Anything I'm going to use limes on. <laughs> what does it do for me? It gets some of the napkins wet. But I fuck them. I fucked Chipotle. Get out of here. Tired explaining what I mean. Just get it. Do you know what I mean? This is a short set. Just be familiar with my stuff before I come out. That's all I'm saying. I, I don't have time to, to give you the nuances of my P.O.B. <laughs> my mom's turning 75 in two weeks. Give it up for her. <laughs> Will I be traveling east to her, visit her on her birthday? No. Yes. <laughs> She's my mom. Come on. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, it's her 75th. It's crazy. Want to hear what happened on her 43rd birthday? I fought a bully on our front lawn while my mom and my sister watched through the front window on my mom's birthday, her 43rd birthday. We were blowing out candles on the cake. I kept looking out the front window. She goes, what are you looking out there for? 
I said, Tyrone said he's coming. He's a white guy, but his name was Tyrone. <laughs> and he goes, and she goes, what? He's not coming here. I go, yeah, he said he's going to kick my ass. She goes, no, he's not going to come here. Like five minutes later, he came walking over the hill. Had his shirt off over his shoulder, aviator glasses. He came. I walked out there, fought him on my front lawn while my mom and my sister rooted through the front window. <laughs> I got the best of them. I did. And my mom couldn't take it anymore. She ran out there and broke it up. And then Tyrone called her a bitch. Which I should have punched him in the face again for that. I started slowing the pace of the story down. I got real serious. This is not, this is not a, a serious story at all. <laughs> Having to berate you earlier drained me. She called, he called her a bitch, and then I, I was, but we had already just finished. You're supposed to punch a guy in the face when he calls your mom a bitch, but we just finished fighting. You know what I mean? It was just, I, I didn't have that. I didn't have that second win to go get back in there. Hopefully it was retroactive. Some of those earlier punches counted towards that. But I don't think it's anything. I don't, I don't regret it. It's only, it's only 25 years later. Still thinking about it. Hey, guys. All right. Oh, we got to wrap this up. Let's make it happen. Let's have a big finale. All right. I see a lot of different people here. A lot of different walks of life. Some of you from Silver Lake. Some of you from Echo Park adjacent. It's quite a cross-section of America, but I'll tell you what. No matter who you are, we all have one thing in common. No matter where you come from in life, we all have one thing that's the same. And that is that we're all somebody, somewhere's idea of a piece of trash. <laughs> Accept it. I'm originally from New Jersey. I'm out in L.A. doing stand-up comedy. Piece of trash. <laughs> you, sir, because you're close. What's your name? James. James, where are you from? Uh, Wisconsin. Wisconsin, what do you do? I'm a grad student. Grad student. Piece of trash. <laughs> You enjoyed that? What's your name? <laughs> Patrick, where are you from? Chicago. Chicago, what do you do? I'm a fashion student. Fashion student. What do you think, gang? <laughs> Louder. <laughs> Say it with force and vigor. <laughs> do it right or the bit will continue. <laughs> What's your name, sir? Second row. James, piece of trash. <laughs> Some of these are easy to figure out. Now, James, you're a great guy. You're all great. I got to go. I'll see you on tour. Thank you. Howard Kramer, you guys. And keep it going for all the comments you saw tonight. Ali Wong, Barbara Gray, John Roy, and Louis Katz. And I've been Rhea Butcher. Thanks, you guys. Have a great night. That's our show. Put your hands together. 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 Get ready to laugh. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Get ready to cover your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your hands together.
Hey, this is Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season three has just begun with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, season three is a great jumping on point. And we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Fake nuts. <laughs> Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen <coughs> me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins yeah. has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Uh, yes, I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. Ah! Oh, Jesus! I mean, Jazos! <laughs> ruler of the Eighth Circle! And that's just the beginning. Season 3 of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.